Boston Baddies. Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. Grüezi. I'm Gail. What is that? It means hi, hello in German. Wow, that's amazing. I'm glad that we just had to restart recording because you couldn't get that noise to play. I'm really happy. Almost as happy as I am that you just told me before we started recording, Uh hey, bring the spice this week because I listened to the the intro last week and you didn't do a good job. So that really put me in like such a good positive mindset for this week's episode. Thank you so much. I just wanted a little bit more, what's up, baddies? I know you have it in you. Then you do it. No, I can't do that. <laughs> you chose intro. I chose outro. I never chose intro. That's true. It kind of just happened. Yeah, it just kind of happened. Well, grazie, whatever the fuck Google Translate said, your bitch is going to Switzerland. Oh, okay. Yes. That's <laughs> I'm going to have to start saying that. Yeah. I think I should just intro you every pod. You only have a, a year to prepare for it. I know. It's crazy. Guys, I'm a massive fucking hypocrite. Yeah. I successfully got Taylor Swift tickets. It just so happens to be in another country, that of which is Zurich, Switzerland. Mm. You're going to ask me how it was. How was it, like, the process of getting them? Well, when you texted me, it was, like, 3.45 a.m. Something like that. I remember being so confused. I was like, why is she up? And I was like, is she up from the night? Is she up for the morning? Like, I couldn't figure it out. With me, and then you I never totally know. forgot that you were um, in the virtual waiting room for the tickets. I was. Well, I'm proud of you that you got them. I know that you were. Thank you. For- did you set an alarm or did you like pull an all nighter? No, I set alarms. I didn't mean to wake up at 3.30. I could have woken up at 3.45, but it was just one of those things where I was just up and ready. I moved ready my to ass go. to the couch okay. like a good roommate. I yep. moved my butt to the couch with my laptop. And with one eye open, I was just entering into the waiting room. Did you get yourself like a cup of coffee? Oh my God, no. You know, are are you up at that point or are you going back to bed after? I went back to bed. So the whole thing took about an hour. Wow. I was probably back in bed by 4.50ish. And then I fell asleep by like 5.15 and woke up at like 7. Oh, okay. So it was just like a little intermission. How was the experience for the Swifties that... Probably don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Not anymore. Because <laughs> we've scared them all away. <laughs> um, it honestly wasn't that bad. They use something called Ticket Corner. I don't know if it's like a sibling to Ticket Master. But I entered the waiting room at 4 a.m. I was in there for 25 minutes, just, you know, reading Reddit, doing yeah. nothing. They finally let me in at 425. Reading <laughs> Reddit at 3, 3.30 in the morning. That's how I know doing... you're low. <laughs> oh, um, that's tough. That's toxic. I know. Well, what else am I supposed <laughs> to do to stay awake? I don't know. Coffee. <laughs> but no. yeah, Reddit, Reddit works. So 425, they let me in and I'm not even kidding. No one knows where their seat is. It was category one, category two, category. There was no seat map whatsoever. You're just picking a category and hoping for the best. It has the prices next to it. So like you can assume that you would assume like the more expensive seat would be a good seat. But someone said they picked the most expensive. I went on Twitter after and read it and like read, read up. And people were like, I literally think I got the worst possible seat and I paid the most but so wait, how I was, does that work that's I don't weird. know it's sh- that should be illegal it honestly should wait so they don't tell you what category means like nope. is there like could you go on TikTok and like look up no. like how to figure out the map no no oh that's weird everyone was just as confused as me okay and so I I spent about 20 minutes once I was let in just clicking on all these categories trying to get tickets it would like show available but then by the time I click it it's gone I was just about to give up call it call it a rest go to bed 
And then I clicked on VIP like a fucking idiot. And of course there's VIP tickets left. So I ended up getting two VIP tickets. I forgot about the currency thing. So when, when my credit card got charged more than I thought, I was like, oh, damn. Oh, they were more expensive than you thought they'd be? Yeah, because like what the price it showed online like didn't take into consideration like the currency. Wait, why? I, isn't the, is the, oh. Oh, like it was they're, they're, their dollar more. is stronger. Are they on the? I have no idea. Euros, Euros yeah. Yeah, they're I'm on the sure. Euro, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, that is brutal. There's nothing <sighs> yeah. worse. That's why it's nice going to Canada because it's like slightly less than what you think you're paying. Yeah, yeah, I would have I would have enjoyed that, but no, but it's fine. I still ended up paying a hell of a, a lot less than most of these Swifties in the U.S. So no complaints. Now we're trying to plan a Switzerland, Italy trip. I'm trying to convince you and Michael to come to Italy. I told you I'd go. All right, let's go. Convincing is not needed That's here. That's true. This is a no convincing zone. No convincing zone. Um, no, I would definitely go to Italy. Like either, like I kind of want you guys to do the concert first and then we can go to Italy after. Why? I just feel like you're going to be riding a high, like you're going to be in a good mood versus like, You'll be like, oh, that was great. And now we can like relax and enjoy ourselves versus I feel like if we go to Italy first, you guys are going to be like thinking about, oh my gosh, like this is just like we're in Italy, but like whatever, we're excited about the concert. I think and I'm, I'm more excited like, for Italy. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, I want to be there like after so we can like live in the moment. I don't want you to be like, oh, I'm in Italy with Shannon and that's fine. But like I'm more focused on my outfit for Taylor Swift, you know, like I'm like that self-absorbed. I already bought Mr. Man's outfit for the what, Taylor Swift What concert. does one buy their boyfriend for? Um, Barstool has, because Dave Portnoy is a Swifty himself, they oh. have a nice Taylor Swift little merch thing. Oh. And so I got him a t-shirt off of Barstool that says, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Oh, that's cute. Isn't it cute? Do you think he's excited to wear that? Oh, so excited. He got to pick. I gave him two options. Okay. So it was he's, either he's that. fully on board. Yeah, it was either that or what Dave actually wore. We never talked about this, but I'm actually surprised he's in for this i didn't really give him an option okay you were like we're doing this yeah i mean he likes taylor like he okay. likes like old taylor well, michael does too but i don't i don't think michael would go to the concert with me i really if i was like hey we're going to taylor swift i actually think he'd be like no, even if you paid a, for it i think he'd still be like bring a friend <laughs> well but you bought both tickets yeah okay, okay. I bought gotcha that makes that makes more sense yeah okay i was like you do not need to pay me for this i think he would though yeah no i think he would but I'm just saying I'm I'm impressed that he is. I know. That he's doing it. I know. But I also think he loves, like, the whole journey is going to be fun. Yeah, like going to for sure. Cool. Very exciting. I heard Switzerland's expensive, though, so mm. don't ask me to do anything for the next year. Okay. <laughs> you guys always say that, and then we end up doing things. <laughs> Last night at dinner, Mr. Man's like, don't even think about asking me to do anything over the next six months. Like, I'm saving money. And then 20 minutes later, he was like, what are we doing for New Year's? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I think I brought up New Year's. Yeah. But. And he was like, no, we can definitely do something. I was like, you yeah. literally just said no. But Wait, so funny. We've never like talked this far in advance about anything. Like no. New Year's is what? No, we always August, do. We do this October, every November. year. We talk Summer. about New Year's in August. We talk again in September. And then usually it's like, you know, November 31st by the time we actually book anything. So we flirt with the idea and then we don't actually make moves for the next. Well, last New Year's we were at a wedding. Yes. What, what did you do the year prior? Scottsdale. And then the year before that That's in New right. Orleans. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Good so time. we have to do something this year. I know. We will. Okay. We'll brainstorm. Well, you, you spoiled it for the baddies. Surprise. We were together Sunday fun day. Oh. Again. I know. That was fun. It was that like. Was fun. It was a fun day of like 
I don't even know what noodles. We decided we were like, we're having a Sunday sober, sober hangout fun day. And we actually did say so. We went to, um, what's it called? Mecca. Mecca. We've talked about Mecca. Oh yeah, we have, but we went there for ramen. I love their ramen. It's so good. It is good. It's very filling though. So if you go there, it's like a noodle place. You can get the pho or you can get the ramen. Mm-hmm. I still don't really know the difference. And every time I go, I ask them to explain what the difference is. And every time they do, and then I still don't get it. Apparently the pho is like rice noodles and it's a little lighter of a dish and the ramen's heavier. I don't know. I don't know. I can, I've had they're both. both delicious. They're both really good. I think you can't go wrong. But It was good. Very good. And then we got, <laughs> we went to, um, Shake Shack after and we all we got, got milkshakes. shakes. <laughs> they were such shitty Here's shakes. Here's the thing. I am a milkshake connoisseur. I don't say that about very many things. Wine, no. Like pasta, no. Cheese, no. Milkshakes, yes. A nice thick milkshake. And this was the opposite. It was like thick. runny. And it's Ew. not to be the calories girl, but if you're going to spend... Like 500 thousand, calories. No, yeah. like 900 to 1,000 <laughs> calories. No, no, no. They're 500. We'll, we'll pretend 500 <laughs> pretend. calories on a milkshake. It's like, that shit better be thick. Like, I, I don't know. want, I don't want it to be like watery. And when, right when they brought it out, I was like, oh no. You wait. can just tell. In their defense, it was like 100 degrees and humid out. So there's only so much you can do, but. I mean, we were indoors. I feel like they could have yeah, done that's, better. That's a really good point. <laughs> but it's okay. We were coming off the weekend. I was at a wedding this weekend in Connecticut. So drove back and we met up for you were in madison was that your first time there that was my first i've never been it was so beach town right yeah it was a beach town so my um one of my best friends from high school brennan um was getting married so it was it was really good we drove down to connecticut and the wedding was in madison and it was just one of those things where okay so my friend brennan is he's just like this amazing angelic person like he when he makes friends, he keeps them his whole life. Very similar to Mystery Man and Michael. Like people from high school that I hadn't seen in 10 years, like they're at the wedding. People from college are at the wedding. He went to two different schools. Like he transferred from UNH to Keene State. And like he has people from all walks of life there, which I really respect. Anyways, so I was going to the wedding in my head. I'm like, all right, I'm going to see people I haven't seen since high school. I want to make sure I'm on my A game. Like I don't want to yep. be looking sketchy. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I also have no concept of time. So we leave and Michael's like, it should take us two hours to get there. And I'm like, all right, perfect. Two hours. We'll get in at 2.30. The bus for the, like the shuttle from the hotel to the venue leaves at 4.30. So I was like, I will have two hours there to get ready. In my head, I'm like, that's amazing. I'm not going to do anything, right? Like ahead of time. So I put on self-tanner the morning of, like I did the three-hour express. And I was like, it'll develop in the car. Beautiful, perfect, amazing. I don't have any makeup on my face. My hair is like still wet from the shower. It's in a high bun. Literally like nothing is done. Wet hair, spray pan, spray tan all over my body and like no deodorant on, like nothing. Wearing like shitty clothes. So we're driving there and I probably should have started like maybe at least the hair done something beforehand or done spray tan the night before. Didn't didn't do any of that. And it was sad because it's not like we had anything to do that morning. Like I had nothing but time. (laughs) So we're starting the drive and all of a sudden like... (sighs) we're noticing that the time is going up and it's like oh that road you take from Boston to New York where you think it's going to be three hours and it always ends up taking like seven. So we're going to Connecticut. The time's going up and Michael's like, all right, now you have, you know, an hour and a half to get ready. Now you have an hour to get ready. We stop at his parents' house. We get like the steamer for my dress. Oh my God. You stopped in New Hampshire. Uh, no, no, no. In Mas- oh. their Massachusetts oh. house. So it was on the oh way. Oh my God. That's that would have been, been bad. <laughs> um, 
what? New Hampshire's the opposite oh, I know. way. That, that would have been really like, sad. What? I would have just bought a steamer at that point. Um, so we stopped for the steamer. The time's going up. He's like, you have an hour and a half. I'm like, it's fine. He's like, you have an hour. I'm like, no worries. He's like, you have 45 minutes. And I'm like, Ugh, 45 minutes. That's tight. That's getting sketchy. We're, like, we're, on the, we're on the road. And in my head, I'm like, okay, so if I like blow dry my hair, like while I'm putting eyeliner on, while I'm in the shower, like I could probably get this all done. And I'm like, do I have Michael do my hair while I'm doing my, like, I was like, debating everything and I couldn't put makeup on because I had spray tan on my face so I was like if I like I can't put makeup on over it because it's gonna be gross so I'm just like freaking out I'm like I can't start anything and then he's like Shannon you have 25 minutes when we get to the hotel like the time kept going up there was like all these accidents on the road (gasps) I'm like shit I'm going to show up to this wedding and see every from from, everyone from high school which I don't really know why it matters that much but it did at the moment it does matter and I was like my hair is gonna be (laughs) dripping wet I'm gonna have no makeup on I'm gonna smell like BO and spray (laughs) tan (laughs) what do I do so I'm like okay we beeline to a target and I like run into the bathroom I'm like washing the spray tan off my face in the bathroom Splashing water on my face. It's like dripping down my neck and like starting to take the tan off. I'm like, shit. Like my hands are just like splatters of spray tan everywhere. I'm using the like paper towels in the bathroom to blot, like to blot my face, like the water off my face. It was a horrific scene. People saw me and it was like brown, like spray tan. I'm like, I'm like washing the target bathroom. It was horrible. So you did that so you could put makeup on? Yes, because I'm like, okay, I'll, if I do the makeup in the car, I'll be fine. So I do my full makeup in the car. We get to, when we get to the hotel, the bus is outside. It is 4.15 when we get to the hotel. The shuttle's leaving at 4.30. People <gasps> are getting onto the shuttle like fully done up. Oh, I look God. like an actual crackhead. Run to the room, shower, like try to blow dry my hair and I had to like sprint out the door. It was, it was truly a journey and we missed the shuttle. So you did. How'd you yeah. get there? You well, we, we Ubered. Oh, Ubered. So. It worked out. We got there on time. It was a beautiful wedding. So much fun. We looked fabulous. Thank you. You would have never known. But it just made me think. I was like, there are people out there in this world who they plan everything well. They always look put together. They like, they account for time in the air. And one day I'm really hoping that that will be me. I really am. But then I guess I wouldn't have these stories to tell. So. No. You know, the journey okay. is the destination. Well, you also went to Stanza for the first time since I've oh. seen you. Yes. Okay. So people who live in Boston probably know the story. It's kind of crazy. But we were at Stanza on Wednesday. I had a few work friends in town from a different office, like from Nashville. So me, them, and then Michael, we went to dinner in Mari in the North End, which is so good. Delicious. And then we went to Stanza, which is like the cigar bar. And it's very like, um, like, I don't know. We talked about it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you guys good. know. Whatever. Your eyes are like burning by the end of it, but it's, an, yeah. it's a good experience. Definitely worth going to. Definitely need to shower and wash your hair after because the smoke yep. like lingers. Anyways, we're leaving. It's like 1130 on a Wednesday night. And I'm noticing that the North End is dead. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, I know it's a Wednesday, but it's the summer. Like, why isn't there like a few bars open? All of a sudden, I noticed all this caution tape going up. And people start screaming. And they're like, there was a shooting in, they said Brico at first, which didn't end up being the case. Mm-hmm. So my friends from Nashville, they're like, what is going on? Like, where did you bring us? I'm like, no, I swear it's usually really safe. Like, it's the North End. Nothing ever happens. Literally. So we're like, all right, let's just get to an Uber. But people were like, there's an active shooter on the loose. Like, it there was like bullet holes to like modern pastry. It was kind of eerie and like, yeah. there, but there's cops around. So I wasn't fully scared. I was just like, what's going on? We Uber home. And then two days later it came out that there was 
like the video came out. Did you saw the video, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it was like the owner of Monica's or one of the owner of Monica, Monica's Trattoria, which is like a restaurant in the North End. You literally see a video of this guy like on a bicycle, just like biking around. And you see another guy like on his phone, just kind of like chilling by the curb. And when the guy on his phone sees the guy on the bicycle, he starts running. The guy on the bicycle starts shooting after him. You shoots. just know that they had beef. Yeah, because the guy on his, like, you watch the video. Um, if you're listening to this, just watch the video because I'm not doing a good job explaining it. But as soon as he sees him, he starts running. Like, yeah. he knew that, like, something bad was happening. Maybe he didn't know he had a gun, but he knew, like, it was something to that degree. Because I'm like, even if a guy was just like, oh, we're going to fight, like, they wouldn't have sprinted that right. way. Starts shooting after him. Thank God he doesn't hit him. He just like shot through the modern window. And then the guys are like on either side of the car, like trying to get to each other. And the guy has the gun. He's like firing the gun. And then the guy runs away into the street. The guy who was like being shot at. And then the guy just like on the bike, just casually, you know, puts his gun away and starts, you know, biking, biking away while there's like cars, people walking around and stuff. He like isn't wearing a mask. He's not trying to hide who he is. And like everyone in the North End knows who he is. It took like two seconds to recognize him because he owns a restaurant there. And now I guess he's on the loose. Maybe by the time this podcast drops, he will be caught. He'll be caught. It was just very, yeah. very trippy experience. Did you like Sansa though? Yeah. Would great. you go back? I'd go back. Was it I'm not too a cigar much? girly. No. But I think for the vibes, I like to enjoy a nice cocktail after dinner. It's like a good spot. But I will say for someone who's not used to cigar smoke, like my eyes were watering. Like Oh, really? They were like burning oh. because it was so maybe it was a particularly smoky night maybe or maybe the type of cigar that was out yeah it was just maybe. a lot to handle but i definitely think if you're into cigars like they are so knowledgeable like they know their yeah. shit good vibes all right drunk dinkity dinkities drunkity dunkity deets um your girl ari is headed for divorce allegedly we don't really know for certain. Like, we haven't seen her confirm it, but she was spotted out at Wimbledon without her wedding and engagement ring on. And I don't know if this is the only reason why people are speculating. Like, do we have real concrete evidence other than that? Yeah, so people have been speculating since, I would say, like, January that they're not together anymore. Okay. Um, I don't know. Is I think, that because they just haven't been seen out together? Or like, I feel like she doesn't really post that much. Like she's not like an avid, let's show, like I'm going to show you what I'm doing today. Yeah. So I think, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to look it up because I. Also they're, they were, they are married. This isn't just yeah, like yeah, a yeah. breakup. Like, yeah. cause I was thinking like, oh, like what is the like, is the musical life like getting too time consuming for him? Like, does he want more of Ariana? Like All what right. could possibly be going wrong? Yeah, I think that, so I'm trying to find it. I'm pretty sure there's been a few other occasions where she was either spotted without her ring or something similar. They haven't been, I don't want to just say posting a lot together, but haven't been like spotted with each other. I think that's okay. a big thing. Cause you're right. She's not one of those people that's like constantly posting photos of her and her husband. But remember a few months ago when we talked about this, when he like deleted his Instagram? No, I forgot. So like, I'm trying to remember the, the exact details, but there was some, something that occurred where he like deleted his Instagram and every, this was like three or four months ago and everyone was like, did they break up? Cause it was just like, they weren't really being seen together. Um, I don't remember if she was spotted without her wedding ring on, but it was something kind of like that. And people were kind of just like, what's going on with them? And then he deleted his Instagram 
I don't remember if she posted something cryptic, but people started getting like weirded out there. Like, is there something going on in this relationship? And we also haven't seen them post as much together. And I will say, even though she's not, uh, you know, someone that's constantly but posting about her relationships, when they were first married, she was posting a lot of really just like, I would say like cute, wholesome pictures of like, her baking, her with him, like just cute photos of them, like snuggling, like things like that. And it was never like just full frontal, like his face, but it'd be like a picture of like the side of his head and her like kissing it, like just little subtle things where you could tell it was very cute, lovey-dovey. And we haven't seen as much of that over the past six months. So I think there's been speculation since January. There are sources that are saying that they've been kind of on the rock, separated for the multiple months now, and it's just coming out now. And kind of the pictures from Wimbledon are the first things that are officially kind of quote unquote confirming it. Now, obviously she hasn't confirmed it. He hasn't confirmed it. So until they do, it's not legit and it's all speculation. But I think the thing that's kind of adding on to this all is the fact that she's, I'm pretty sure in London right now, filming the movie. Um, so she is playing Glinda in the wizard of Oz, um, which a lot of people know about and she's, yeah, or sorry, wicked, not the wizard of Oz wicked. Um, so she has been honestly pouring her like heart and soul into this movie. Um, I think they just finished up part one of it, but she's been filming it like very, very into her work. They're in different countries or separated a lot of the time while she's filming it. So I think that puts a big strain on a new marriage for sure. I was just trying to find, because they just celebrated their two-year wedding anniversary this past May, and I can't remember if it was on the feed or on a story, but I know she posted for it, and I can't find it on her feed, so that makes me question, like, did she delete it, or was it just on a story, and I just can't remember. Yeah, that's... I honestly don't know. Because I can't I can't remember either. You know when someone deletes a guy off their Instagram feed, that means business. That means breakup. That's a good point. Like her not posting for their anniversary, does that say something? But then if she did post and then deleted it, that says something bigger, I think. Right. Yeah. But I mean it is it is hard, right? Like I think we've talked about this with the pandemic couples. They started during the dating yeah. during the pandemic. She is a, you know, international superstar. She's not on tour. She's home. She spends a lot of time with him. I know they like run in similar circles, spending all this time with each other, hanging out, you know, with their friends, having wine nights, like doing all the stuff. And then all of a sudden they get married. It's very, you know, cute, intimate, like wedding ceremony they have. And then as the world starts opening up, they start going back to their old lives where she was always, you know, on tour, on the road, traveling. She gets this role as Glinda. She's filming in the UK for the past year and filming isn't stopping anytime soon. They're long distance. They're not seeing each other and their marriage is completely different than what it was when they first got into the relationship. So it is really sad, but you can kind of see how it all unfolds at the same time. Yeah. Cause he's just a regular civilian. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's like a, I mean, I'm sure he's loaded, so super successful, but yeah, like he's not a famous person. He can't put himself in her shoes and be like, "No, this is her passion, her career. It's not just like a silly little podcast. This just sounds so <laughs> sad, but that is funny. I just always think back to Thank You Next. And right after, you know, Mac Miller passed away and she writes the verse or the um, one of the verses where she's like, you know, one day I walked down the aisle holding hands with my mom. I'll thank God for my dad because she grew from that drama and then she's like only want to do it once real bad gonna make that shit last and then she's like 
God forbid something happened, at least the song was a smash. And I oh, always shit. think about those lyrics because in my mind, because she was obviously like Mac Miller, like that whole tragedy that happened, engaged to Pete Davidson. But she was very big on like, I only want to do the marriage thing once. Like I only want to do it once. Like when I when I walk down that aisle and I say my vows, yeah. that is the only time I'm doing that. Like I'm giving this, you know, vow to someone. I'm spending my life with this one person and I'm going to make it work. And when she finally did it and not just got engaged, but got married in my mind, I was like, okay, she found the right guy. He wasn't another celebrity. He really seems this to, is to care for her. It's end game. Like yeah. she really thought this through. She went through all these highs and lows and breakups and death and tragedy and trauma. And she's found her person. And I do think that it ending after two years, I mean, again, this is alleged, but if it is ending after two years, that just makes me sad. And I don't know if it's just because I'm a fan yeah, or because in the end of the day, it's just However, another celebrity, but it does make me sad. What? Maybe you'll get a banger album now. I know. I don't want to think that way because it's so selfish. selfish. I but know. I don't know. It, but it makes me question. And I know we've, we've kind of brought this topic up before. Do you think there's a certain level of fame in which it's impossible to find a happy relationship? Like, I genuinely wonder that. I mean, Sophia Vergara and her husband are just getting a divorce now after seven years of marriage. So yeah. now I'm like, uh, well, why? Like, what is going on? I don't know. What are, I wonder what the stats are for Hollywood. Okay, like the well, stats in the regular people world is what, like 50% of marriages end in divorce? But think about like for? Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like, yes, they've had their issues, but yeah. like they've been together a really long time. That's true. Are so they the one, only ones? No, Blake Lively and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds okay. The only ones. No, um, Ashton Kutcher and um, yeah, Mila. Mila Kunis. Okay. I'm, so there's a few. There's a few. Hailey Bieber and Justin Bieber. Although everyone they're claims. They're too brand new. Yeah, that, that's true. They're still so new in their marriage. They're though. so new and they're so young. But like. Oh, um, the, the Beckhams. Victoria and David Beckham. So there are some, but like it is sad that most, most of them. It's sad. It is sad. You can't have it all. You can't have it you all. You can't have it all. Okay, well. This next guy is trying to have it all. <laughs> when you sent me this, I didn't know if it was like an SNL bit. No, it's that was the vibe. It's real. Okay. We've got the Golden Bachelor, Gary Turner, the seventy-one-year-old bachelor looking for love. This is the newest addition to the Bachelor franchise. So, is this in place of the regular Bachelor? No, or is it in addition. Just an to? addition. It's okay. coming out sometime this fall. They just released like the promo videos for it. That's what I sent you. One of the promo videos, and I'm obsessed with this guy. He's 71 years old from Indiana, and when he was asked like what he was looking for in a partner, he said. Someone who is high energy and plays pickleball oh. and maybe plays golf. Wow. Like, okay. I think we can find you that, Gary. Like, I think we can. Or is it Jerry? Jerry or Jerry? Wait. With a G. It's with a G. I think it's Jerry. Jerry. You're probably right. G E R R Y. I feel like it's Jerry. And I feel like Gary would have to have an A. Hey, you're so right. I also don't really like the name Gary. So I'm hoping it's Jerry. Okay, Jerry with a G though, whatever. Yeah. So homeboy married, well, somehow sweet. He married his high school sweetheart, Aww. but she died in 2017. Oh. So That's I know, sad. super sad. So this series is going to follow him as he meets women who are looking for love in this later stage of life. Like 71 is definitely the later stage of life. Like you could have told me the Golden Bachelor was like 50s or 60s. 60, yeah, like 65. 55. What do you need to get this? I guess that's middle-aged. Middle-aged. 
like middle aged would be like fifties or sixties. True. Like, what are your golden years? But I agree. I was expecting maybe like someone in their fifties or sixties. Who's yeah. He looks good for 70. He looks fine for a 71 year old. Like he looks like he has a lot of, that's why he wants someone high energy. Can I say something that's like probably not the right Do thing it. to say? I just like, I don't want, okay. I'm not a big believer in like PDA uh-huh. in general ever. I don't like to see it. I'm like a grumpy, like old lady. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm, I'm fine with some PDA, like affection. I'm okay with, I don't like the raunchy, like, I'm just not about that. It makes okay. me uncomfortable. I don't like to watch it with my parents. I don't like to watch it with my like friends. I don't like to watch it with Michael. I just don't want to see it. I definitely don't want to see it with people in their 70s. <gasps> I'm sorry. I just Oh my don't. God. I didn't even think of like them making out on camera. Yeah, that's the first thing Ew. I thought of. Because I'm thinking of The Bachelor <laughs> and it's all like. Tongue sure, swapping. There was like the the drama, oh. which I live for. Like someone's not here for the right reasons. Like that. Yeah. I live for that. Like that invigorates my soul. But as soon as they're on the date and then they just start like making out for 10 minutes and we're just hearing like their mics of like the Ew, weird makeout stop. noises. I get grossed out by that. Even when I'm looking at a hot 22 year old. Yeah. So like the thought of the potential of that being someone in their seventies does freak me out just a little bit. Well, and I'm hoping think, that it'll be a classier. Yeah. Like of the do show. you think they'll be a little bit more modest? I would really hope so. <laughs> I, I have Truly. heard though that like the older you get, the, yeah, the bigger just, the drive. So I don't know. I just really I don't know. Maybe Gary, know. Jerry, oh, who no. married his high school sweetheart, is going to have some class and it'll be a cute love story. Yeah. So I contestants. I think it would make me sad seeing a bunch of like women right? in their 70s like fighting with each other over a guy. Like just that would make me sad too. Well, I wonder if there's like a minimum age for this because these are people that could have been divorced, widowed, or never married before. So like we don't know what we're getting for. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. There's a lot more like there's dynamic. There's people's kids. There's people's grandkids at play. True. Stepchildren, maybe. Oh, yeah. Step okay. grandchildren. Well, I am intrigued. This I'm, could be very drama. I'm filled. curious to see the the approach they take because I could see it going really like interesting and well and there's a lot of depth to it. And it could be very sweet and cute and like good. But I also don't want it to be like weirdly raunchy and it's like inappropriate. That's all I have to say. I don't know if that is like the wrong thing to say, but no, that definitely didn't I cross think, my mind. And now I'm like, I think I'm thinking about my grandparents and like even out. parents. Like I just, there's some things that I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah, do it behind closed doors. Yeah, that's okay. Well, the photo in the, or I'm sorry, the rose in the photo was gold, which I thought was dope. Like yeah. I, if he gives out like actual gold roses, like I'm so here for that. I agree. Do something different. That's how, you know, the bachelor franchise is just sinking when they're like, all right, let's come up with a new show. I know. Yeah. Or is that mean it's doing well? Like I can't tell. I don't know. I like how would they get approval for a new show? I was so want? bored watching episode one of the new season. The new season of The Bachelorette. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, why were you bored? I don't know. Just the same thing every time. I don't know. I'll like tune in. Usually what I do is I will always ruin the uh, final four for myself. I'll go to Reality Steve and I'll find out who the final four are and I won't tell Mystery Man and I'll be like, so who do you think? Like, what do you think? Like, ooh, connection. And like, it's just a fun game of like- And like try to get in his head. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that being fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any whoozles. <laughs> We've got a big reunion over here in California. Miss Kylie Jenner and Jordan Woods were out spotted getting dinner. That is Honestly, the reunion we've all been waiting for, for years. I thought pigs would fly, hell would freeze before these two ever, 
ever were in the same room together again. The only thing that made me feel like maybe the door was still open was that on an interview, honestly, a few years ago now, I remember Jordan saying how like, you know, messed up everything was. Was it the red table talk? I think maybe, but they're like, she's just basically talking about how like she was treated in the whole situation and how it blew up and all this stuff. But then the one thing she would never say a bad word about was Kylie. They were like, what about Kylie? And she just kept saying like, always, like always, like I'll always love her, always. Like she never said a single bad thing about Kylie. And that made me feel like she intentionally like kept that door door open. open. Like she's like, I won't speak a bad word about her because I I didn't ever want to close the door of having her back in my life. But I agree with you. I didn't didn't know if Kylie would ever forgive her. Because it's one of those things where like, Kylie Ryder dies for all of her sisters and her entire family. So it's like, if Chloe doesn't fuck with you, she's not gonna fuck with you. So Chloe must have forgiven Jordan. It's just such a weird standard. And there's so many different ways you can look at it. For those of you that don't know the story, because it has been a few years. So Jordan Woods and Kylie Jenner were like best, best, best friends. Like inseparable, very similar to how Stassi and Kylie are attached at the hip. And um, at the time, Chloe was with Tristan. Had he cheated before at that point? Or was that like yeah. the first one? No, he had cheated before. Like confirmed? Yeah. Okay, so he had cheated before. However, oh, this might have been the first time he cheated while like she was pregnant. Probably. Or some, something like, I don't remember. He's cheated so many times. But um, it was like they were back together. They were doing really well. Either she was pregnant or like something really messed up. And uh, basically story leaked, a video leaked of Jordan and Tristan being at the same party together. And they end up making out. I don't know if anything more happened than that, but I know for a fact that they did kiss. I think Jordan said at the Red Table Talk, she was like, it was literally just like a kiss. Like he came on to me. Like I didn't initiate anything. Which I do believe. 100%. Considering his behavior and like creepy texts he sent to girls. I mean, he's a serial cheater. Yeah, he's a serial cheater. Like we know that he's not a good guy. He's no longer in Chloe's life as far as we know. Yeah. Other than just being the baby daddy. But... I just feel like it's hard for me to believe that Jordan is dumb enough to do something like that to any Kardashian for that matter, like, or a Jenner for that matter. Like mm-hmm. once you're in with this family, like you're set for life. Like why would you do anything to jeopardize that? Like, you have to be like really down bad to like jeopardize your friendship with well, the Kardashian. Okay. So this is, this is my thought that I always had about Jordan because I, first off, I think it's really messed up that she, um, no, for it's messed up of him. Obviously, that's without question. He's he's in the wrong here. He's the yeah, let's preface that before let's the, preface that before we say anything. <laughs> before he's, they come to he's us. a predator. He's bad. He's like he's completely in the wrong. So like this isn't like oh it's her fault. I it's hundred percent on him. I stand by that. I think that it was wrong of her to obviously be in a situation where she would have any level of intimacy with her best right. friend's older sister, and also like. One of her friends. Like, we have to assume that... Actually, no, we know that Jordan was friends with the whole family. It wasn't just Kylie because they're all so close. So that was wrong, and it was somewhat of a betrayal. However, first off, they're at a party. I don't know if she was drinking. He blatantly, like, came on to her. She's younger than he is. He is this, like, professional athlete. He's obviously a good-looking guy. And also on top of that, I feel like this doesn't get talked about enough a lot of people see the, you know, the Jordan Woodses of the world or the Stassi's of the world, anyone like that. And they're like, 
Well, they're just so lucky that they got to grab onto the coattails of, you know, the Kylie Jenners. But people don't consider the fact that, like, that's also kind of hard. Like, um, Sophia Coppola talks about this in the, the Coppola's show where she's like, everyone always says I'm so lucky that Olivia paved this path for me to, like, fame and social media and all this stuff. And she's like, that is true. But, like, do you ever think about how hard it is to constantly be compared to my sister, people utilizing me to get to my sister. So I think for someone like Jordan, yes, like she had it really good and she was in a very good situation, but also like, imagine like always being known as Kylie Jenner's friend. It's always about Kylie. It's about the Kardashians, her being a part of their family. And it's always them, them, them. People are utilizing her to get to them. So I think in this moment, she is being approached by someone who is, you know, with a Kardashian and they're giving her attention. And for the first time, it's like, she's being validated. She's being seen as, oh, like I noticed you and like, you know, her whole life probably comparing herself to the Kardashians. I understand how you could have a moment of weakness. Like I do think that she's a human being and she made a mistake and I don't think she deserved to get dragged the way that she did at all. That's a very mature take People were just like, people jumped down this girl's throat. Like she was being like bullied for months about this. I mean, I feel like she kind of like disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. Like I haven't really heard anything about her in a very long time. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is the first time that they're reunited or do you think they did that in private first? People have like speculated for so long that they've like hung out before and just didn't want it to be broadcasted because they didn't want all of this drama to come back. Do you think she did it behind Chloe's back? Kylie? I don't know. Like people said, oh, there was one weekend where like Kylie was in Vail and, you know, I'm pretty sure Jordan was also in Vail and people were like, were they mm. hanging out? I I don't know, to be honest. I do think that, I mean, how long has it been? Like five years since this all happened? Uh, 2019. That, so a, Okay. It was only 2019. Yeah. It took her a while to forgive her. So it makes me wonder, like, did it really take four years to forgive her or had they been talking and they just were like ready to let the public know and deal with all like the backlash and That's the drama? True. Well, also, I feel like a lot, a lot has happened with Chloe and Tristan since then. So like maybe like now that I feel like Chloe's finally done with Tristan, done with Tristan, like. Well, that's the other thing to consider because Kylie would never put Chloe in a position to get her more backlash from the media unless right. Chloe was OK with it. So maybe Kylie and Jordan have been friends for a while. But we're like, oh, we don't want to put Chloe through this because they know that as soon as this news broke out, instantly people would be talking about Tristan Thompson and Jordan and how he's a cheater come up all over again. So maybe they wanted to wait until like, you know, Coco, uh, Coco. (laughs) Chloe was ready. (laughs) Bless you. Do you think that like, would you, if you were Kylie, would you be hesitant to bring her back in your life because you're afraid like she's going to go after your ex now? Or do you think it's kind of like forgive and forget either you let them back in your life and you don't hold a grudge or there's like a sliver of uncertainty. Like they did Mm -hmm. it once. Could they do it again? I don't know if I'd be worried about her going after my ex or my boyfriend or anything like that, because I do think this girl like learned learned her lesson. lesson. I don't think she is touching any Kardashians, boyfriends or ex-boyfriends or like 10 boyfriends ago for the rest of her life ever. Um, I do think though there is an element of like when trust is broken, can it ever go back to how it was? So I'm not saying Kylie sitting there being like, oh, I, I don't trust her on my boyfriend, but I could see Kylie being like, you know, once that level of trust is broken and you put yourself in a position to lose me as a friend, 
would I ever trust you the way that I did before? I, I go, I go back and forth on trust so much, just like through living life. And yeah, I, I just don't know. Like I've to I've toyed with like, Oh, like you can forgive, but like, it's never going to go back a hundred percent. Yeah. Or like you just forgive and you just don't hold a grudge. But I don't know where my current stance is on Are it. Are you a Taylor Swift's like, you don't have to forgive and you don't have to forget? <laughs> oh, we got hate on that TikTok too. Yeah, I know. Um, actually, no, it was more positive than it wasn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's a very delicate thing. I do think that, I think I will say once you break my trust, you can get my trust back, but we won't be the same. It won't be the same. We won't be the same. Okay. Yeah. I was actually thinking that, like, I wonder if there was a part of both Jordan and Kylie where even if they're friends again, it's like things are different and it's never going to be the same as it was. And we also, we lost all this time together. Like Stormy's grown up now oh. and we were best friends. We did everything together and now we don't have like we don't know each other the same way and we lost all that time. And I wonder if that is like a tough pill to swallow, no matter what the situation is. Well, time, time does heal, heal all and you can't yeah. take back time. So I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, just be grateful for the time that you had and the time that you're going to have in the future. It's like either you want them back in your life or you don't. And you can't live thinking like, what if? Yeah. I think that's hard for a lot of people, like including myself. I think it's so easy to get caught into like a negative kind of like thought loop when it comes to anything. Like I find myself so many times in my life being like, well, if this hadn't happened, if I didn't talk to this person, if I hadn't met this person, then it's X, Y, Z. And I feel like there was literally no point in thinking that way because you're thinking about hypotheticals that aren't happening. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I feel like what I've realized is that a mi like your mindset can just dictate so much about how you live your life. Like being Kylie, you could think of it as like, well, you know, I lost all this time with this person and I don't really know her anyway that the same anymore. And like our friendships never going to be the same. So honestly, what's the point in even trying, like, should we even try to be friends? Or you could have the mindset of, you know what, this is someone I love and I have the opportunity to have them back in my life. I have the opportunity to become close with them again. I'm going to take that opportunity because this is someone I care about. And it's like, those are such different mindsets, but like that can really influence how you move forward. And like the level of, I don't know, like, the level of like truly letting go that you have about the situation. Yeah. I feel like I've been known to give people second, third, fourth, fifth chances, whatever, however many chances it is. And that's because I used to have such a mindset of like, Nope, you burn the bridge. We can never rebuild that bridge ever again. But if you think about it, like we only get this one life and it's pretty hard to make, new friends in this life. So if you don't actually actively work to like build on your friendships and like make them better and you know, not every friendship is going to be perfect, but yeah. if you were to just write off every single friend that like, I don't know, you got in a fight with, like you wouldn't have any friends. Like, mm -hmm. so I had to switch my mindset and be like, no, like it's okay. Like humans are going to make mistakes. We're yeah. not perfect. Yes. I wouldn't expect my friends, like I'm not perfect. Like I would hope my friends can forgive me if I make a mistake. So why wouldn't yeah. they expect the same from That's from so me? true. I, so one time someone said this, I don't remember who it was, but it was such, it was exactly what you just said. They were like, 
kind of similar to what we've been talking about lately where you can't put your all into another human being. And he was like, why is that? Because they're an unreliable source. Every human is going to mess up. Mm-hmm. Like they could be the best person in the world. They are going to make a mistake eventually. So you just can't put your all into them. You have to take relationships for what they are and you have to accept that people are going to mess up. But people, the problem with, I feel like especially our generation is that we put people on such high pedestals. pedestals. And so when they can't, you know, reach that full potential that actually doesn't exist, like they were never going to hit that potential anyways. That's no. just like a fabrication in your mind that you made up. Like then you feel disappointed. Then you feel hurt by that person. It's like, well, it's not their fault. Like they didn't choose to be on this pedestal that you put them on. It's like so much pressure to put on. Yeah. Like I I feel like life is hard as is. It's like, we all just need to be a little bit more gracious. Yeah. With each other. Yeah. I don't know. It's just me. I a hundred percent agree with you. Like if someone, we always say this, like if someone is your whole world, that's just too much pressure on them. Mm -hmm. Also way too much responsibility to give someone else over your feelings. I think. Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked a lot about on this podcast about, um, changing your mindset and, Working to be more positive and all these things, but I know it's it's tough because <laughs> you said this. You were like, "How do I actually put that into action?" Yeah, I was thinking about part. this recently, and I feel like there's like two main things I've been focusing on lately to try to get my mindset in the right place. Because I was dealing with a lot of this over. I, I think I've been pretty open over the past few months of just like a lot of um, you know anxiety, just feeling lonely, even when I'm with people, like numbness, like all of these kind of negative intrusive feelings. And I was really just sick of feeling that way. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to stop feeling sorry for myself. and I'm going to make some changes and make some moves. And a lot of these things I feel like I've kind of in the past like made fun of, but it actually does work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the first one is gratitude. I know I sound like a classic like TikTok really. Gratitude is attitude. Gratitude is attitude. I honestly have been trying this for the past, I want to say, three to four weeks now. Oh. And I feel 100% different. Like a In different what way? person. I, so. Like a weight is lifted? Like a weight is lifted and my perspective is just so much different when practicing gratitude. And I feel like when you say that, practicing gratitude, a lot of people are like, what does that mean? And yes, like there's the concept of just like having like a, you know, gracious mindset, but I feel like that comes later. At first, you have to like instill this stuff into your brain. So, I find that like if you are intentional and in the morning you wake up and you're thinking of like what you have to be grateful for. I know it sounds cheesy. It does work. Um, And and isn't writing things down better than writing it down? Just like thinking or saying it. Yes. Like write it down. Um, One thing I tried doing is I literally my I made my alarm clock when it goes off in the morning. Is that like I literally make like I'm grateful like for another day. Like I put that on my alarm clock every morning when it goes off. On your the first phone? Thing, yes. The first thing I'm reading is I'm grateful for another day. Um, or like I'm blessed to have another day. Um, so I do that. And then in addition to that, I actually saw this on a TikTok recently. You remember, you know, Steve Harvey, like he does, is it Family Feud? Mm-hmm. So he basically Love was talking him. about gratitude and he was like, whenever you're like down on yourself and feeling anxious and, you know, depressed and just like, this isn't my day. You know, here's all the things that went wrong. He's like, I want you to start, you know, being grateful for what you have. And he was like, not the things that you want to have, but the things that you do have. And he's like, because what you have is substantial. And he starts talking about things that we just take so for granted. He was like, the fact that you have the ability to walk, the fact that you woke up this morning, he's like, the fact that, you know, you have 
a key that can turn and open up a door to a place you call home. The fact that you can go get yourself something to eat. The fact that you have a body that, you know, that works. The fact that you can have conversations. The fact that you can think critically. He was like giving this list of things that we don't think about. And that's different than like manifesting. Like I'm manifesting wealth for myself. Like that's so different. This is like, what do I physically have today? that I'm taking for granted. The fact that I have a coffee machine in my apartment, I can make myself a coffee in the morning. Like I don't sit and think about how grateful I am for, for that. But if you start making that list, you'll realize how long it gets. And then all of a sudden it's like, you can't even like imagine feeling like, you know, angry that you- Like over something so minuscule. Yeah. It's like- And the grand scheme doesn't matter. Exactly. It's like, oh, my dog, you know, ate this pair of shoes. Well, you know what? You have- think yeah the, the means to buy another like i'm pair. thankful that i have a closet a full of shoes yeah. and a dog <laughs> like even uh, you know i've spent so much time like bitching about traveling for work like oh i'd be up at 4 a.m for this flight i'm thankful that i have the ability to see other parts of the country like i'm thankful that i'm able to get onto an airplane and be in another location and meet new people like thank you like that's amazing i think something that i struggle with is that and i'm sure mm, a lot of people do as well is that they wait for something negative to happen in order to start practicing that. Like, for example, like I, this is such a stupid example, but like, I remember when, when it was like around Christmas time when I stuck those, the Q-tips in my ear too far and I ended up whatever. It was this whole ordeal. <laughs> wait, like yes. I ended up going to urgent I do care. Remember. That was traumatic. And then I ended up going to mass eye and ear and like had to make sure that I didn't like hurt my ear or whatever. But my ear had hurt for like six weeks after that. And I just remember thinking like how much I took for granted like my ears yeah. and like not having ear problems. And I was like, oh my God, there are literally people in this world that are like deaf or have hearing aids or like have like actual problems. And I'm yeah. complaining about like something that's completely fine. Like time will heal all. Like I will be fine in the end. Like stop taking your health for granted. Yes. But it's always like, like I've never been the one to like practice something when like I'm happy and like things True. are good. It's like always like when things are down is, is when, when I'm like, oh it. my God, like, you don't know how you have until it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to do that on a day where I feel fine and like, mm-hmm. I don't have to resort to like, oh my God, like, let's pray that I feel better again and then this never happens again. Like, no, like, let's just be thankful in the moment every day. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I'm the exact same way. Like, I, was thinking about this earlier because we, we spent so much time this past month or this past year talking about, and I'm happy that we did it because it was like a whole journey, like gut healing journey. And us mm-hmm. talking about like digestive issues we've been facing and bloating. I do think it's good to talk about because a lot of, no one wants to suffer in silence. A lot of girls were going through the same thing. I think it was good that we all had this community. We could talk and like discuss our symptoms and like what we're going through and sharing our journeys and everything. But honestly, I went to the doctor a few weeks ago and it's like, everything came back fine. And I'm like, okay. And I think I could have in that moment been like, well, yeah, but how, how in depth do they really check my thyroid? I'm like, you know what, Shannon, you have a body that works. Like, you know, like you have a body that is, is healthy. Like nothing was detective. Everything came back. Okay. Like, honestly, like that is something to be so thankful for. Like, I'm so thankful and blessed that I have a body that works correctly. If I lose five pounds, gain five pounds, like I have a body that works. It's just like, I don't know, to your point, I never thought that way before. But I think that 
it's one of those things where if you just do it once, it's not going to really have an impact. And I think a lot of people, when they think about gratitude, they're like, oh, okay. Like I was having a bad day the other day and I tried that whole gratitude thing. And like, I don't really know if it worked. Like, no, you have to be intentional about it. Like wake up every morning and write down the things that you're overlooking that you have to be thankful for. Like I used to bitch about my 45 minute drive to work. Like now I'm thankful that I have a 45 minute drive to work because I get to listen to podcasts. I get to listen to, um, you know, teachings that I missed on Sundays. I get to listen to music that I miss. Like, I don't know, like just think of things to be grateful for and it'll just change your mindset. And all of a sudden, all the things that you thought were annoying or like, oh, I don't want to see that person at work. Like you change your mindset to like, oh, I get to work in an office full of people. You're going to be kinder to people like that. That positivity is going to start radiating onto others. If you change, if you change your mindset. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, my mom always told me progress I'm sorry. Practice makes progress. Yes. Not pra- practice makes perfect. Ooh. Because yes. no one's ever perfect. So I've applied that to a lot of things in my life. Like practice does make progress. Gratitude is something that you can enhance with more awareness and more practice. Like it, you're not going to get better at it if you don't practice it. And I think that that's when like gratitude, like I feel like there's two kinds of gratitude. There's a state of gratitude and like a trait of gratitude. Yeah. And you can experience gratitude for something that, you know, someone did for you at a certain moment of time, but you can also experience gratitude long-term as a positive character trait. And I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like who you are, yeah. like you feel gratitude daily and it's not like a moment, a moment of thing. That's such a good point. Like a state of being rather yeah. than a feeling in the moment. Exactly. I think that's what a lot of people- but you can have both. Yeah. But I think you should strive to have it as a, as a trait. That's such a good point. I, because one of them is also a feeling in the moment. And the other thing is like a part of who you are. Exactly. Same thing with, um, I was, so I was thinking about this. I think a lot of times as humans, we, we chase feelings, Mm -hmm. temporary feelings, but we don't really look at the bigger picture. So I always would think of it as like, I want to be happy, but happiness is just a feeling and that's fleeting. So I get a milkshake from Shake Shack last night and I'm happy for a moment for five minutes until it gives me a huge stomach ache and then I'm really upset, right? Like that was, that was a happy feeling when I book a flight to, you know, go on a vacation somewhere. I'm happy, but like, it's a momentary feeling and you're, you're living like chasing that next high, that next chi- the next high of happiness. But I think a lot of us, what we really want is we want joy and like, I think joy is something that surpasses what you feel in that moment. Joy is like, no matter what circumstance I'm in, no matter where I'm located, no matter where I'm living or what I'm doing or what my job is, I feel joy. And I feel like that's ultimately my goal. Like at this point, like I'm on the joy journey, not on like the make as much money as possible or chase the next thing or book the next trip. Like I think all those things are great, but I think I want to feel joy, you know, like long-term. I feel like we're very lucky to able to recognize this at such a young age. I feel like there, and there's nothing wrong. Like everyone's on their different, their own journey, but there are people that are like, like people are parents age that are just figuring out the key to happiness. And we are figuring out in our late twenties and all we have to do is put it into, put it into practice. And it's not too late. No, it's never too late. Have you ever told yourself like, this is just how I am. Like I've been this way and like nothing's changing. And that is a deception. Like you can change. 
you can. It is. But I think we're very fortunate to be at a place in our life now where we recognize like the things that we need to do yeah. in order to feel that joy and to have gratitude. Yes. We just have to, I mean, you're doing it. I'm not. I need no, to start. No, I think you are. I think like, I'm not trying to act like I'm this like no. recovered. Like honestly, no, you're it, inspiring it is, me it, to want to do it. <laughs> it is a journey. And this is something like, again, it's been a month of this. And the reason why I started doing it is because I'm like, wow. I was not in a good place a few months ago. Like mm -hmm. I got to make some changes and regardless of fun things and the way your life looks on Instagram, like you cannot be happy. So right. I think it's just like important to know that. And like, yeah, it's something it's free. Like you can just, nothing changes it. if nothing changes. Yes. Like you have to change. I tell myself that all the time. Um, okay. And then the second thing I have is doing things for others. I think this is a huge one when it comes to changing your mindset. What kind of things like doing things for others without anything in return oh. this could be volunteering it could be and then a lot of people are like well i don't have time to volunteer well you should but even if it's like not something i think a lot of times in my mind i was like okay i, I want to reach a point in my life where i can start a charity i can change the world like that's great but like what can you do today can, like simple as can you send someone a text when you know that they have an appointment a doctor's appointment and be like hey i hope everything went well can you reach out to the person who, you know, you know, has, you know, a big day at work and just text them and be like, Hey, good luck today. Like praying for you, thinking of you. hope that, mm -hmm. hope that everything goes well. Um, I think that a lot of times, I don't know if you can relate to this, but a lot of the times when I've dealt with anxiety or depression and I don't take mental illness lightly and I understand that I am not diagnosed with either of these things. So I'm not saying like, this is the cure for it, but at least for myself and my journey, when I've ever experienced severe, you know, periods of anxiety, it's oftentimes when I'm thinking about myself a lot. I'm like, I have this going on tomorrow. I'm anxious about this. I have this, I have that. What is this person going to think about me? How am I being perceived? And I feel like when I take the pressure off of me and I start thinking about other people and I'm like, wow, how, I wonder how Abby's doing today. Like, I wonder if she's feeling good. Is there something I can say to her that's going to make her day? Is there something I can do to do for this person that's going to make their day? All of a sudden, you're not thinking about yourself. And I feel like that ends up making you feel better. Yeah, I would, I always wonder, it's like the Phoebe from Friends argument. Uh -huh. Like, are you, do some, are you doing something to make yourself feel better? Is this just a distraction? from yourself but I think that there are actually people in the world I currently am not one of them I would love to be one day but I am like always other than like a few people closest to me like I'm always thinking of myself like which is normal I think a lot it's of people normal. think about themselves first majority of the time majority of the time and that's when it's like oh like you're worried about what you look like well so is everyone else in the room so yeah. don't worry about it like we've For always sure. said that but it's like I feel like you have to get to the the root of why you want to do this. Yeah. And sure. are you doing this for yourself? Or are you doing this because you actually want to be like a better person? Yeah, and for sure. I think the key to that though is doing things without bragging or boasting yes. or doing like it's the intention. And I think it's like, there's nothing worse than someone who 
gives to a charity and then posts about how much money they donated. Like that is the wrong reason, right? Like there is nothing worse than someone who has to tell everyone about how they gave $20 to a homeless person. Like that is the wrong reason. And it's like, okay, you got your, you got your fame now. Like it's not going to count for anything later on. I think that if you are doing things in private, in secret, you're helping people, you're doing things and you don't expect anything in return. I think that's the right mindset. And then like, I think as a reward, like there have literally been clinical studies that have proven that people who put others first, who think of others, again, not for any like boastful reasons, like they are truly happier, which is like the, it's like a weird, like hidden reward that comes from it. Like genuinely like feel better because they're not always thinking about themselves all the time. I don't know. It's interesting. I love that. That's why I love making like birthdays and holidays special for people. Like I don't care if I don't get a single present as long as like my loved ones are happy and healthy, then that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. I would rather put my time and energy into making an event special for others than like, I'm always the person like behind the scenes, like who's not enjoying the party because they're too busy making sure that the party's like everyone else is having fun. Do you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And you probably felt good after that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this person had a genuinely good time. And someone has and to do And you're not try- <laughs> trying to take the credit. You're not like, oh, I planned this. But like just seeing the smile on their faces makes you yeah, feel good. Exactly. Oh, yeah. maybe I'm not as selfish no, as I thought. It is, it is scientific. Um, so there was a study published in the um, journey Journal of Happiness Studies. So basically they like examined data from... 70,000 subjects in the United Kingdom um, all the way from like 1996 to like a few years ago. And basically they compared people who didn't volunteer to people who did volunteer. And they found that the people who volunteered within the past year uh, were more satisfied with their lives and had um, their overall health was also better. So both. Um, Like mentally and physically. Yep. And they found that researchers found that people who volunteered more frequently experienced greater benefits. Those who volunteered at least once a month reported better mental health than participants who never volunteered or did it, in, did it frequently. So like the more that they volunteered, the more that they gave back to others, the better their mental health was. The less anxiety they were experiencing, the more joyful they were, things like that. Do you think that kind of goes with like karma? Like you give what you get. Like if you put good out into the world, you'll get good back. I think. I think it's... Yeah, I think that there's an element of like what you, you reap, what you sell, like what you yeah. put out there is what you get back. And then they also said, they were like, well, is it just that happy people tend to volunteer? Is that like why? But I guess that they they actually took like scans of like their brains or something before they started and they found that the volunteering actually is what made the change. Made it, yeah. yeah. Well, I love and the scientific. There've been also like studies come out saying that they took, um, they did like a bunch of research and this was like some peer reviewed PMC, PubMed Central, I don't know. Anyways, they found that um, purposeful activity embedded within social health promoted, um, you know, reversing declines in brain volume in regions vulnerable to dementia. So it could even like assist in areas of your brain that might be vulnerable to dementia when you're going out of your way to volunteer, get involved in community service, things like that. So it is really interesting how it works. Huh. So how often should I be aiming to volunteer? Like once a quarter, once a year, once a month? I feel like it's one of those things where if you start small, you're going to find yourself wanting to do it more. So again, like if you like, I think that I'm one of those people that I'm like, I want to change the world tomorrow. And then I lose steam. But if it's like, okay, what little things can I do today? Like who, what family members can I think of today? Like what can I do for a coworker who needs me today? 
And the more you start doing that, I feel like the more you're going to be like, wait, now I kind of want to do a little bit more. I want to do a little bit more. I was thinking in my head, I was like, oh, I could go to an animal shelter and volunteer my time to scoop up cat poop and dog poop. That would actually be really cute. I do. That I did that you. in high school. That would be really cute. And I had so much fun. Yeah. See, it was a good time. Circle back. We're in our we're in our healing era, guys. Oh my god, I it. needed that. This is so it. long ago. <laughs> it's never too late. We time found it. All. Well, that's all we have for you guys this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, follow us on TikTok. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. Follow us on Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork. No underscore. No Wait, underscore. there is. Wait. Oh my Something god. happened. I'm used to I'm backwards. First. Okay. Look at me fucking up the outro. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> what? Whatever. Drinks you after work. Drill. You can Drinks find after us. Work, you'll find if us. If you liked what you heard, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star rating and a review. We haven't gotten a review in a wicked long time. It oh. would mean the world to me. Yeah. Give us five stars. I love how you said me because you're like Shannon. It's like isn't checking. No, you only know when I <laughs> you send it screenshot. to me. Yeah, I know. Um, and that's it. All right. Well, we're grateful for you guys listening. We really are. We love you, baddies. Bye. Bye.